Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike show and the Bulldog. I have a leg injury and a foot injury right a now. A leg and a foot. Are they on the same side of my body? Side of your body, yes. yes. Okay. Left. What happened to you? I got stung by a bee. And then I think I got stung by another bee. Oh, come on. I think I did. Well, when did this happen? Last night. Last night? Last night. Who knew? It's Mike Shope. Huh. Just never thought about getting stung by a bee at night. I don't know. But there would still be bees at night. I guess. Not to sound like the flat earth thing. Right. There would, I, well, the bees just don't disappear when it gets dark. Okay. But I've never seen one at night. Well, it's dark. And the bulldog. Maybe they would not be out at night, but you disturbed it, so it came out and said, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, they weren't expecting I, me. In, I'm in here trying to watch the Vietnam War on PBS, <laughs> and you're, you're, what are you doing sitting down in the chair? It's, uh, this is my time. You are not supposed to. <laughs> right. This is our time. <laughs> right? That's what the B said. Right. So, For, On but, behalf of the other Bs. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Good afternoon, everybody. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off today. He'll be off tomorrow as well. Uh, so, so solo uh, solo show today. Well, I mean, Zach, we've got Zach, Zach Jones, uh, alongside. Uh, but just me. Nate will be in, I think, tomorrow for the show. So uh, that'll be fun. Not, not that today won't be fun. Ho, 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 ho. Ho. You just hold it right there, Buster, if you think today's not going to be fun. Uh, great guest lineup. Joe Ostrowski, his usual 3, 3.30 uh, slot on a Thursday. Uh, Matt Larkin, one of our favorites, now with DailyFaceOff.com. Great hockey site. Um, he will be with us at 4 o'clock. Go over the Sabres at the All-Star break, the Leafs at the All-Star break, the league at the All-Star break. Uh, at five, Ross Tucker, uh, his weekly visit. We got a few more weeks of that. Once we get um, the week after the Super Bowl, uh, then that'll be it for Ross for the year. So we got to cherish these appearances while we can become a, a quick favorite um, this year. Ross has, and then Paul Hamilton will be with us at six. Um, so some variety uh, of things to talk about today. Uh, certainly plenty of football um, and hockey, and we'll get to hockey here uh, right right to lead things off. And I'm I'm really I'm kind of interested in 
sort of, I don't know, may, maybe we did a little bit something like this the week before the Bills Bengals game one day when I was when I was uh, by myself. Although it was a little more, a little more, I don't know, heart string tugging uh, type thing, like, you know, emotional attachment to the Bills. It's not not quite what I'm looking for with the Sabers, but I am kind of curious what the fan base is feeling as far as like a level of buy-in goes like where are fans on this hockey team right now as far as like level of attention level of buy-in i guess like do you believe that they're really good do you believe that they're on the right track um and what are you doing with that are you still kind of uh, do we have a hockey team? Do we still have a hockey team? Like, if, if that's you, I, you know, I don't know. You, you probably aren't aren't going to respond uh, to, what, to what I'm asking to start the show today. Um, are you at? I got I got to watch every game. I'm like I'm back to that. I can't can't miss television. Um, is it? I got to get down there. I got to find my way to season tickets. Like where, where is the, the level of, of buy-in uh, with the Sabres? Because I think we all know that it has been, um, I don't know, hellscape is one, one word that comes to mind to describe the experience of being a Sabres fan prior to, um, you know, currently, or maybe even this whole year, the end of last year, but it's been a long, long long haul and there there's been a lot of wreckage uh emotional wreckage for fans uh contractual wreckage draft wreckage trade wreckage tank wreckage i mean this is wreckage you you know you missed the playoffs this many years in a row you know there's a lot there and you know it felt to me I, i wasn't really involved in the conversation last night during the game and you know last night's game was unfortunate i guess would be would be a polite way to put it it's just not i mean tough tough one tough one sabers t- tough one the hurricanes are a machine and they ran they ran they ran you over they ran, they ran over the sabers uh so i think there was a lot of attention on the game it's the last one before a 10 day break and you had a chance to move into a playoff spot which is a very foreign concept to us as sabers fans at least this late in the year, we've had our October, November dalliances with being in playoff spots. But, you know, by the time the calendar flips to the the back half of the season, uh, it's just not really been a conversation we could have. So, you know, last night, you know, the, the thing about hockey is, well, there's a break now, but, like, there's lots of games. So, you know, one loss when you had a chance to move into a spot, especially against, well, the top team in reversed Eastern Eastern Conference uh, uh, power rankings, which Carolina was holding down yesterday after our first run through at uh, reverse East, Eastern. Co- it's going to be a struggle, I think, Zach, to get that out every You're time. You're going to get there. It's, it's still fresh. Eastern. still fresh. Did, did we struggle? Did I struggle saying reverse AFC power rankings? I, I don't think I did. Reverse Eastern. <clears throat> reverse Eastern. Co- anyway. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, so look, t- t- tough one, tough result. Uh, but you know, lick your wounds. You're not you're not going to lose 
that much ground during this break. Um, the, the Penguins only play a couple of games before the Sabres start up again, and Washington doesn't play again until the same day the Sabres play again. So, you know, and, you know, the Islanders in Florida are back there too, and they'll play next week uh, two and three times each. I think it's Florida twice, Islanders three times. Anyway, you get the idea. They're in a race, and last night does not undo that. Right. Last night was was tough and there was obviously concern and bad news regarding Tage Thompson having to leave the game and now skip the All-Star game. Boo for him. Hooray for Rasmus Dahlin. He gets to go to the All-Star game and we all miss out on Tage Thompson like rifling a 118 mile an hour slap shot during the skills competition, which was pretty much the most interesting thing I was looking forward to uh, with All-Star Weekend. But anyway. Uh, I digress. What's what's the temperature, man? Like, how are fans feeling? How much of a buy-in is there? I started to say, and then I sort of sidetracked myself. Um, I, I, I got the feeling I wasn't, like, directly involved in it, but I, I just saw some chatter about the crowd uh, last night. And I, I was curious when we – during the show, I, I, I said yesterday at one point uh, I never had gotten around to looking to see what the ticket situation looked like to sort of forecast what to expect. Um, and I thought, well, you know, it's the only game for a while. They just got off this hot road trip, and so maybe we'll get sort of a surprise, you know, a surprise full house. And we didn't get that. Um, and it, it, but it wasn't like one of these awful nights either. I mean, I think they announced 15,000, 80% full or, so, or something like that, which is – about what it was a couple of weeks ago when I was at the Winnipeg game on a Thursday night, a weeknight, and I thought the building looked respectably full, and it was about the same attendance as last night. So it's not like it cratered or anything, but it also wasn't a packed house for, at the time, you know, coming into the game, a hot or red-hot even team in a playoff race. And so, you know... Like everybody's got opinions about that. I mean, some people are going to say you got to buck up and support your team, or you don't deserve to have a team. And you know, like okay, I mean, I I think you know, eventually that is that that becomes the the reality. Like you have to you have to have a a, a you know a functioning organization that is supported by the fans and and sells tickets. Um, and the Sabers have had a lot of ground to make up in that area. Their season ticket number is still really, really low. So you've got a lot to make up for, you know, any singular game day. And, you know, they've done it a few times. I mentioned how not just special events, right? I mean, Ryan Miller, sellout, of course. You know, everybody wants to go celebrate Ryan Miller's career, and the team was playing well in addition to that. Um, But I think, like, Ryan Miller night is going to sell out if the team was in last place still, I, I think, probably. So, um, you know, you get those sort of built-in crowds for those. But a couple Saturdays ago, the Minnesota game um, packed house, and it's Minnesota, and there wasn't anything special going on there. I'm speaking without any um, intel on, you know, what sort of specials the team may have had as far as, like, you know, you see the advertisements during games. There's select games, you know, the the deal, the four tickets, four hot dogs, four popcorn, all that stuff. Maybe maybe those sorts of um, incentives are responsible for, like, the, the, the bigger crowds on some games where there aren't, you know, big special nights. Um, you know, last night was a celebration. Uh, choose love. I, I loved the presentation. Um, I loved uh, that the, the poet laureate for the city was 
like asked to write a poem for it and was a lot asked to read it perform it uh in the arena and i was grateful that tnt got around to showing that on tv too uh jillian hainsworth by the way is her name and i I got to see her in person uh do a commencement speech when my son graduated from high school last spring so i've been kind of a fan of hers since then and found her on social media and so uh but even with that i did not know i she had said she was going to the game but i did not know i might have missed it if she said it that she was involved in the presentation anyway full marks on that um so it was it was like a special night on the calendar to an extent i mean it wasn't celebrating a former player but it was a promotional night and you know did not pack the house and look i <laughs> i am not one who expects like I, I hope for the best when it when it comes to that you know i think i mentioned earlier in the week uh, or maybe even it was just yesterday when we were talking about this when i went down there on a saturday afternoon for the anaheim game uh, the last home game prior to last night's game against carolina I really didn't know what to expect for a 12:30 Saturday afternoon game against Anaheim, uh, and you know that again there was a promotion there with Youth Hockey Day, so I bet lots of youth hockey organizations, you know, bought tickets as groups, and that contributed to a sellout crowd on a Saturday afternoon. But even even knowing that going in, I was still pleasantly surprised when I got in the building. I'm like, wow, it's sold out on a Saturday afternoon against Anaheim. You know, cool. But I am not anywhere near expecting or taking for granted that people are just going to fill the building every night. I mean, it's just a lot to ask when the season ticket number is as low as it is, um, which, you know, which it is. I mean, it's, got, it's still got to be under 10,000, um, I, I think, unless they unless that's changed recently. So that's a lot of ground to make up night to night. And I certainly am not one who is going to hold it against fans if – your level of buy-in has not yet extended to let me find my way to plunk down a couple hundred bucks and get in the building. You know, and I know tickets aren't all a couple hundred bucks, but, you you know, parking, the night out, the whole thing, babysitter if you need it, whatever. It can get a lot pricier than just a couple hundred bucks, too, pretty quick. If uh, if you got to do all that stuff, depending on what kind of seats you find your way to, um, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not surprised – and I don't even think I would say I'm disappointed that the the you know with with all the attention on that game last one before the break chance to get into a playoff spot that it wasn't a a packed house because because why well come on right I think we we all know if you if you're out there and you have loved the Sabers and you really like hockey a lot and you used to go to lots of games and it just got really really fatiguing emotionally and financially and you just sort of cut the cord on it and you are maybe reluctant to get back in you need to see more you need to see them actually make the playoffs before you believe it's real because we've had these you know these stretches again it's always been earlier in seasons it hasn't been extending into february which we are now in uh where they've been in a race but We've seen this go up in smoke before, and so and even and even this season started off reasonably well, and then came an eight-game losing streak. And you know, if they had managed even a few loser points during that eight-game losing streak, they would not be out of a playoff spot right now. They'd be in one. So, you know, if you're not all the way to let me give you my money yet, I totally respect that. 
I really, I, I totally respect that. I, I'm not at let me give you my money yet. You know, I for years and years I would say, you know, I had so much hockey in my life with our son playing like he was playing. I really did not have resources in the form of money because <laughs> supporting a kid playing hockey at the level my son was playing hockey at is a commitment financially. Um, so I didn't, I didn't have financial resources, and I did not have time. That was the bigger one. I just did not have time to go devote more energy to hockey because we were just so wrapped up in our own thing. So, like, games, for me, were very few and far between. My schedule's pretty clear now. Like, I don't have to – the kids are both you – know, Leo's out on a job interview. Owen's got his own thing going. He's coaching and, and working and everything. Like, I don't have to drive anyone anywhere. I'm not supporting anything in that way anymore. So, like, I, I've, I've been thinking about making a commitment at some point. I don't know that I'm a season ticket guy, potentially. Maybe a group that splits tickets. Maybe a mini-pack, five-game, ten-pack. They've had that this year. Um, that, that is something that I think is in my future, but I have not been ready to do it yet. You know, I'm optimistic about them and I think that they are going to get somewhere really promising pretty soon. Can I couch that anymore? Like, I'm not here to tell you they're definitely going to make the playoffs this year. I mean, they're in a race and I think they've got a lot of things going for them. They have some things that maybe aren't. Like all that lined up, their defensive shortcomings. I'm still not sure they're rock solid in goal yet, but I think they're on the right track. Like the amount of optimism that I feel for them getting to, say, a playoff spot by next season is very high. Like I would tell you right now, if I, if I could bet the Sabres to make the playoffs next year, which I don't think I can do have a bet on them to make it this year, but it's attached to Anaheim, and that's not going real well. But anyway, I digress. Um, I think they're going to get there. I think next year is a very realistic target, and that's not to say that they won't get there this season, uh, because they definitely could. They've they've played well enough. They're in you know they're they're in this race. They've got games in hand with Washington, and so we'll see how this young team responds to a new different kind of pressure because they have not really had a stake in the standings for any of these guys' existence as Sabres. I mean, it just hasn't really been what the organization, the organization was about growing this talent, growing these kids, and trying to get, you know, just trying to get somewhere positive, get, get, get headed toward the destination, which is, playoffs and contending for championships and, and, and that sort of thing and it's a long way to go from where they were coming from um but i i think if you are still like night to night even like last night are fans mad really mad about last night's loss i mean you you could be you could choose to be um and you might even be justified i'm not here to tell you uh there's there's you know a, a wrong way to be a fan um but I think last night was just a night where they got, they just got smacked by one of the best teams in the league, and it was just they just couldn't recover. And I don't think, oh, nice effort. Why don't you dig? It? Like I don't know if that how much of that's out there. Maybe I'll hear some of it today. Um, but I'm not like 
last night doesn't dash my hopes of them making the playoffs or anything. They're they're still in in good shape. I mean, their odds did take a hit by losing last night, but they're still in the same spot they were prior to last night. Pittsburgh and Washington did not play last night. So you didn't lose any ground. Uh, you did, you know, miss out on a chance to gain some ground. But, again, long way to go, right? Long way to go. And I think if you're paying attention, you have to like what this team has put together. The kids, Tage Thompson's emergence, Owen Powers' emergence, Darlene's emergence. Um, I mean, these are I mean varying degrees of emergence here, okay? Like, Thompson's become a superstar in the league this year, just flat out. And I I have said many times already, I don't think there's ever been a player like him in the sport. That's what Thompson is to me. I'm not, that doesn't mean he's the best that's ever played, but he is a very unique cat within the history of the sport at his size to be playing the way he plays with the skill, the talent, the hands, all of it. There's never been a player like him. Um, so like there, there's that Darlene is a Norris contender for real and has become one of the very best players in the league, let alone one of the best defensemen in the league and power has looked just fantastic, and I, I don't know how high the ceiling is there for him, but I don't I don't know how you couldn't like what you've seen from him so far this year. And those are just like the major pieces. Quinn, Paterka, Cousins should definitely be mentioned, um, you know, prominently here because his development has been excellent. And, like, all of that is going to be in place, you know, should the Sabres choose for at least going into next year. Like the, the all, all of those people that I've just mentioned are under contract. There's no there's no I got a decision to make on this guy. Like there's no there's no potential for drama. I mean there is if they were to get bold and make a big trade uh, for a defenseman like Jacob Chikrin or a winger like Timo Meyer, uh, then you're displacing people in the lineup and you're probably giving something up of value that's maybe already on the roster, if not pieces that are in Rochester or in college or juniors. But the train to me is running at pretty close to full speed headed in the right direction. And that is, by any measure, progress from where we've been with this team. So, like, my level of buy-in is is what? What am I telling you? Like, I want you to answer this question. I've not thrown down money on them yet, like, as far as, like, buying tickets go. Uh, but I think that they are not far away. They could even end their playoff drought this year. Um, you know, I, I, I can't – I'm not here to tell you with certainty one way or the other that will happen. But, boy, I would bet heavily on it happening by next spring at the latest. Because I just think there's a lot of talent here. And I think they've got the right coach. They've got a front office that is paying attention to, I think, the right sorts of things. Um, and I, I, I'm, I was skeptical at first when Kevin Adams took over and was talking about we want guys that want to be here. And um, it's not like that's a, that's, a, that's a nice thing to say. It's, it's obvious you're saying it in response to Sam Reinhart wanting to leave and Jack Eichel wanting to leave. And so, and you know, fans, fans want to believe guys want to be here. And, but I, I thought, boy, good, good luck putting that together 
you know, your reputation is in a bad place. And in a couple of years, they've managed to do it. Like this group is entirely believable to me in, in that they, they like one another. They want to, they want to support one another and they want to win together. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe no more evidence of that than Rasmus Dahlin writing a letter to the fans about how excited he is about the future here. I'm similarly excited. I mean, I'm not on the team, but I am, I am excited about them. And like I say, I'm, I'm wondering like just, just how much, um, fans have like bought in. Are you still sort of cautious arms length that kind of thing we'll uh we'll have time to discuss this i think in and out throughout the afternoon hopefully as we make our way through the uh through the show uh but as i said a lot of guests too uh and one of them is straight ahead joe ostrowski our buddy from uh, betql coming up uh after a quick time out here matt larkin from dailyfaceoff.com on the nhl and the sabers at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, our weekly visit with Ross Tucker, Paul Hamilton at the back end of the show uh, on the Sabres as they go into the All-Star break and how much we can expect to know or find out about Tage Thompson's injury. I mean, it's a tough time for the team to kind of go dark, which is what they, they've done here. I mean, players are players are off, the team is off, and so, you know, we've got one, one report today saying it's not expected to be long-term. Thompson's injury, that forced him to leave the game early last night. Uh, and so hopefully that is accurate because all of what I just talked about <laughs> as far as this year goes, really, boy, hit the giant pause button if Thompson were to miss any uh, substantial amount of time. Uh, so, all right, there's some uh, opening thoughts on them. Uh, I'll get to some Twitter comments on this subject as well as we go. But a timeout at hand here and Joe Ostrowski up next uh, right after this. Mike Shope has the day off today along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and you are listening to WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 